Okay, hello everybody and welcome to the first episode of The Batter, which is a gaming and variety podcast where we'll focus on a lot of gaming content and trending topics. I am your host, Katie Cupcake, and each week we will have a different co-host. Sometimes it might just be me. Maybe we'll have a combination of a bunch of people on the show at one point. But I will always be your host, and today my co-host is Taz Sniffer, a.k.a. Mr. Cupcake, a.k.a. Zach. I already have too many names and I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm Katie Cupcake, (laughs) so that's it. (laughs) You're all of those things. Um... If you are following the podcast through knowing me through Twitch, then you know I'm a variety streamer and I play a bunch of things. And if you don't, hi, I'm a variety streamer and I play a bunch of things and I decided to dabble with the podcast. This is my boyfriend who I met through a mutual friend gaming. And here we are today. So to kick this off, we are going to do the anticipated games of 2023, the top 10 games. I'm going to read through the list and then we will have some questions to ask each other or to answer whatever. So I got this list from Nerd Stash and according to them, The most anticipated games of 2023 for number 10 is Dead Space Remake. Number 9, Marvel's Spider-Man 2. 8 is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. 7 is The Wolf Among Us 2. 6, Diablo 4. 5, Resident Evil 4 Remake. 4 is Starfield. 3 is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. 2 is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And number one is Final Fantasy 16. Now, how do you feel about these choices? And out of that list, what are you looking forward to? Is there something that on that's not on the list that you're looking forward to? For me, I had genuinely forgotten a handful of these games were actually coming out. Mm-hmm. Just because of the point of just, I feel like we're getting into a general generalization of games all following a very similar design scheme at this point to where everything feels the same, which is kind of driving me away from certain types of genres anymore. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I definitely have been saying for the last couple of years we're in like the nostalgia era where we're just doing a remake of like everything movie wise game wise whatever uh not necessarily a bad thing because some of these things were made a long time ago and they remastered or remake version for the newer systems or whatever is nice um speaking from experience with the resident evil 4 i just recently started playing it on stream And the controls are pretty bad. And I feel like with the remake, they're going to be more intuitive and easy to grasp. But that is also an aspect of the older Resident Evil games where the camera 
shift and difficulty kind of came into that gameplay a lot um, for jump scares and stuff. Like in Resident Evil 1, you would go down one hallway and you would turn to go through the next one and the camera would shift and you didn't know what might be there if you didn't kill all of the um, zombies and then later on in the game, spoiler alert, they turn into crimson heads. So then you have that to deal with as well. Um, what is the game that you are looking forward to this year? On this list or off this list? <laughs> if you're not looking forward to something on the list, um, is there something that wasn't on the list? Uh, for me, the only other game other than, like, I'm interested in Resident Evil 4 remake because Resident Evil 4 is one of my favorites. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> but I remember playing Resident Evil 4 a lot for the PS2 when I first got it because I got it in a box collection. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Which came with a bunch of Resident Evil games, but it was just always the one that I had played the most of. But I just, I missed the older Resident Evil style. I'd prefer if we went back to that, but... Okay. Like, Dead Space I'm kind of interested in, if they do it well. Which is right with the way everybody's doing remakes nowadays, it's not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to have that same feeling. Right. Because that, that space was really good when it first came out. I remember playing it. I never it played it, right so... Ooh, it's a good game to play. It's just that right combination of like survival horror, but still feeling like you have a chance. I heard great things about it. I don't know why... I never played it. Um, I know it came out around. How long ago did it come out? Was it around the same time as Left 4 Dead? Uh, I don't remember. I, uh, it was 08, I think. Right. So that's when I was have like I had just gotten my first Xbox 360, uh, and I started. The only games I bought were COD 4 and Halo and uh, Left 4 Dead. And Left 4 Dead, I was just playing the shit out of. Like, <laughs> I was just, I'd go to work, I'd come home, I'd boot up Left 4 Dead, whether it be uh, versus or trying to get the achievements and stuff. So, uh, Dead Space missed me. Yep, it says right here, it's a stunning remake of the 2008 survival horror masterpiece. Um... Desperate to find his girlfriend and armed only with mining gear, Isaac is trapped on a USG Ishimura as an alien scourge takes over. He is often faced with hordes of necromorph bursting out of all the corpses of his colleagues. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because uh, the thing that made it, like, like, um, I'm trying to think of the right word. Creepy is not the right word, but it's a good way to do it. Uh, a little more helpless, in a way, was the fact that uh, the main character isn't a soldier. He's just a guy with a gun that's made for mining materials. Like, his gun isn't even a gun, so it kind of made it, you feel a little bit more helpless. Okay. Which is a nice feeling to it. Uh, my issue with that is that it is only coming out on the newer consoles, the new gens. Uh, it's only coming out on... PS5, Xbox Series X or S, and the PC. So for those of oh, you who do have a newer gen console, 
then you aren't going to be able to play it. Which I can understand um, dependent on how hefty of a remake it's going to be. But it's it still sucks. Uh, I am I don't have any of the newer consoles or a PC, so I'm going to miss out for the time being, but that's fine. Uh, for me, I honestly, I'll probably play the Resident Evil 4 remake just because I've been doing the Resident Evil series. I loved Diablo 2. I hot take, but I thought Diablo 3 sucked, so I'm not looking forward to Diablo 4 because of my opinion on Dia Diablo 3. However, I don't usually let those things dictate my feelings on everything, so I will look at it and, you know, see if it's something that will be worth my time and money. When I watched E3 a couple of years ago and Starfield was announced, I was actually really excited for it, despite it there wasn't a whole lot of information, but with Bethesda being bought by Microsoft and all of that, I, and all of the issues that Bethesda kind of has and is known for, I don't know. I, I have so many problems with the quote-unquote hyping a Starfield that has just immediately just killed any thought of this game. I completely forgot this game was coming out. Yeah, I mean, and I watching the E3 trailer. Mm -hmm. There wasn't much to it, and then not much information has come out about it since. So I'll just read the little blurb here from this article. It's no secret that space is a popular playground to explore in video games, but some will argue that it's never been done quite right. However, Bethesda makers of the Fallout games and Elder Scrolls are looking to once again leave a massive impression in the industry with Starfield. Starfield is a single-player RPG that developers claim will take players into the galaxy. Suppose you've ever played a Bethesda game before. In that case, things will look and feel familiar with story-driven dialogue, an expansive world to explore, and a progression system that will define your journey in the game. Starfield itself also looks fantastic with a little something for everyone. Want to customize and fly a spaceship? You can do that. How about exploring exotic planets? The game's got about 1,000 of them. Whether or not the company can pull off a game of this size is to be determined. Still, it's hard to argue it's not one of the most anticipated games coming out in 2023. So right there, that's a lot. A thousand planets. I'm just immediately getting No Man's Sky vibes from the trailer, like from the intro of it. Because I got overhyped by No Man's Sky. Granted, that game has become really good. In the time where it has been a thing. But looking at what I've seen from Starfield, the quote-unquote trailers and the gameplay that they are willing to show, it looks like modded Fallout 4. See, that's what I was going to say. It feels like a little bit of Skyrim and a little bit of Fallout mixed with, oh, you're going right. to space, so it's kind of playing on like Star Wars and Star Trek and all that stuff. With the newer games like No Man's Sky. Um, like the picture on this website looks like somebody just modded the buildings in Diamond City. See, my issue is that Bethesda hasn't really spoken about it. So there's that, right? So as a consumer, it's like, do you really feel like you're backing your own product here? 
And so for me, I played Fallout 76, and that's the only one until recently that I've played. Um, And there was a lot of issues. There was a, like, you know, I watched E3 and I watched the announcement of it. And they promised a lot more than we got by, like, a landslide. It took... almost three years like I think it was at the two and a half year mark uh, where they actually introduced NPCs to the game so that's my issue is that they promise the world and then they under deliver by a landslide so I'm not excited just because they can say all the pretty things but when push comes to shove and actions are shown, they, they, they don't, there's no follow through. Like they have all these great ideas, but when it comes to actually putting them to the test, it's, you know, like literally the new Zelda game looks better than Starfield and it's on the switch. Right. That shouldn't happen. If it happens, it's amazing for the company, but if you're just being over or if you're just being out delivered by another company, regardless of who it is, then you shouldn't be making things for only, Oh, I just realized it's only coming out on Xbox. I forgot Microsoft bought it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, PC too. But, well, yeah, but just saying, just, <clears throat> so it should look a thousand times better than a switch game. Because it's only going to be for next-gen and PC. So, it shouldn't look like a PS4 game that got modded. It should look amazing. Yes. But. So. Spider-Man. Meh. Most of these on these lists. I think it out. They were good. I can't say they weren't good. I enjoyed the Spider-Man games I played. Okay. The one for the PS4 that came out was great. I got Miles Morales and played it, enjoyed it. It was good. It had a nice flow to it in different ways. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily need to say that if I don't play Spider-Man 2, I'm going to like lose it or I'm just going to feel unfulfilled. Just... Depending what they do with it, maybe, but I don't, I don't follow Spider-Man enough to know where it could even go from here. Never played the Wolf Among Us, the original. Neither have I. Most of these I enjoy the Telltale games. Like, I did play all the Walking Deads. Oh, I didn't know that that was a Telltale game. Yeah. Like, I did play those. I enjoy that. I enjoy that game style, where it's more of just, like, relaxed journey with moments that you need to focus and, like, do things in. Like, a couple quick time events, but that's not a bad thing. Because it's usually a fun experience. I've heard from many people that Wolf Among Us is a great game. I just never personally had the opportunity to play it. I never played any of the Telltale games. So, I started the Walking Dead game and I quit once there was a decision relating to the dog. And I was told something happened. That was the second one. Yeah, something happened, and I was like, no, I can't do this. 
So Tears of the Kingdom is the sequel to um, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which I never played. I still have to. I have it. I have made so, no so do I. I. I have it, and I have not um, booted it up at all. So it's hard to have an opinion on the sequel, but... I don't think there was like anything bad said about Breath of the Wild. So. I think the only bad thing that could be said about it, it was only from the Switch. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was a Zelda game and, you know. Right, but I mean, other than that, I don't think there was anything. Like, it, it didn't get the Pokemon treatment. Like, it looks good. It's, it played well from the hours so I played it. I didn't really see anybody complaining about it. It was just... But again, at the same time, it also feels like it's that whole nostalgia thing where it's like, it's the first Zelda game we've had in years, so it has to be perfect, it doesn't matter. So, reading the little blurb here, it says... Legend of Zelda series has stood the test of time, which is true. Um... Fans will play as Link once more in The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. The title will undoubtedly draw massive numbers. They always do. What we know right now is few and far between, but it's safe to say the world of Hyrule matters. You would think they would have figured out how to keep it safe by now. Tears of the Kingdom will take place on the ground and in the clouds above. This creates two worlds where players will explore something that has happened to get us to that point, which would play out in real time. Um, I, they I said something about the original coming out in... 2017 i believe so it's been six years since we've had a zelda game also just as a uh pause if you hear the dog chewing he decided it was dinner time so if you hear him crunching his kibble that is him participating in the conversation <laughs> I, I do want to play Breath of the Wild, but I just know that it's a huge undertaking of a game. Like, it, there's a lot to it. That's an, that's an easy, I feel like, an 80-hour journey. Easy. Yeah. 100%. And that's why I've, I haven't felt... I always get overwhelmed with games like that because I like to know... Like, with I'm playing Paper Mario over for the um, since it first came out. So, was that 20 years, I think? I think I yeah. yeah I think it was 2001 2002 that the original came out so I haven't played it since Nintendo 64. That being said, I know like okay you get seven star spirits you beat Bowser the end. For games like Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild, there's just like no real end to the game. Like the game ends but you can still progress and do things right that's why i got halfway through Elden ring before i quit i beat radon and then like that was it i started going into the next area and just stopped playing because i was just like oh i know i have to fight this person and then this person and then this person is an optional boss but i want to beat her because melania is cool <laughs> um Right, but that's the same with um, Breath of the Wild. It's an open world game, so 
in in I don't I get anxiety when it comes to open world games when I don't like for Elden Ring you don't know if you belong in an area until you show up and either get your ass kicked or you kick someone's ass. Like, there's no yep. in-between. The first time you run into you know immediately if you're supposed to be there or not. Right. <laughs> like, I didn't know uh, the, like, not the initial boss that most people get killed by, but when you get through the tutorial phase and uh, you see what's the tree sentinel. The tree sentinel you think, oh, like, I'll, I'll level up a little bit, and then I'll take it on, and then you're like, oh. Oh. Now, uh... Well, not necessarily, because uh, Markiplier did a live stream when they launched their uh, Cloak collaboration, and he started the game from the beginning, and he live streamed until he beat tree sentinel and it was like an hour and a half or something now that was obviously a lot of attempts in that one and a half hour time span but you start to learn the phases and the move set and while it's still random once you get to a certain point in each fight you know what could happen because yeah, like the the yeah because like they only have so many move sets regardless if it's random you know, like, oh, they can do this or this or that. And so, um, yeah. Um, so, say that again. So we keep tangenting off of the list. No, not really. We've been stuck on number one for a while, but that's fine. I was actually just going to say, since we were talking to Mark, we could move on to the second topic of his OnlyFans, which launched in December. Was it late November or early December? Whatever, regardless. Uh, it's, I don't remember when he did. It was fairly recently. Now, yeah. it was for charity, but it's only been a month, but do you think others will follow suit? as a charity thing or just as a money grab thing because we've seen a lot of streamers kind of have that secondary lifestyle on OnlyFans. Um, I don't think it would necessarily be like the takeoff thing for others the way it did for him. Okay. Because he just has that bizarre like charisma that draws people in for some reason. Mm -hmm. To the point where I feel like the people who are like, for instance, the women who are doing the, like, hot tub and, like, the bikini streams. Yeah. They're going to stick to that because they're going to be able to draw more out of that, in my opinion. Okay, so you think it's a standalone thing? Like, it worked for him because of his personality and yes. what he normally, um, what he normally provides? Like, granted, I feel like it'll in a way, quote-unquote, work for anybody who does it briefly. Yes. Because I feel like you're, there's going to be that rush of curiosity and the wanting to actually know if it's true, so it's going to pull that in. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's one of those situations that once it's done and noticed and it's over with, it's just going to stop where it doesn't matter anymore. Like, yeah. for instance, say, like, Jacksepticeye did it. Mm-hmm. 
there's gonna be that brief rush of like all of his fans going did he really and then they're gonna go on and look they're gonna be like oh my god he did and then they're gonna like sub and then maybe pay and then just be like oh he actually did it okay and i feel like that that'll just be the end of it right because only fans is a monthly service so you pay for a month and depending on how often they put out their content and you you as a consumer can technically get more than the person providing the content right because it's a monthly thing and if you're posting every day or even three times a week even weekly that's still time and effort that you're putting into x amount of photos videos whatever you do over there um but for mark since it was for charity i feel like he brought in more people than he normally would because of what it was for and they were tasteful nudes for most people, that was an excuse. I, I feel like he would have pulled the same numbers, but the fact that he did it for quote unquote for charity, everybody was like, "Oh yeah, I, I donated to him for charity." I don't know because it wasn't about the pictures; it was for charity. I don't know because it was only tasteful nudes. There was no like full frontal. True. Like nothing was really unearthed that we haven't really seen in other content when you know if it was unis honest or his his youtube page or twitter or instagram like right it was just more suggestive than his normal content but it wasn't oh here's my dick (laughs) right but i just i just feel like the fact that it was for charity drove like brought a couple more people in and were made it to where people were more willing instead of just doing like what they do with the calendar yeah where people bought it and then everybody just pulled it off Reddit. Yeah, it's more, I mean, there were Twitter accounts that was pulling his OnlyFans content and reposting it, but then a lot of those accounts quote unquote decided not to do that. So I don't know if they got like a cease and desist or whatever, they didn't specify. But they were like, yeah, I'm not sharing their content anymore because I don't think it's right. And it was just like, hmm, but you were before, so... Right. right. Yeah, it just sounds like something reached out at that point. Speaking of the Spider-Man movie, do you have a favorite superhero? Not really. I've never been big on superheroes. Okay. Like... Like, when I was younger, yeah, I watched Spider-Man or, like, Batman, things like that. But I've never been, like, big on superheroes. Do you have a superhero that you dislike? Yeah, I want to say Aquaman just for the joke. Because, like, everybody hates Aquaman. (laughs) But, like... (laughs) But, no. Like, not not really because I don't go into the whole topic of, like, superheroes. Okay. So, so it's I, never always been like that for me. Yeah. I don't like Batman. I just feel like his story is so cliche and he's just like, he just is a rich man who kind of just goes off and does vigilante things. I don't know. He just rubs me the wrong way. I, you know, I, I'm not a fan of DC superheroes as much as I am of Marvel anyways. DC mm-hmm. is just kind of like, in my opinion, most of the time they're like the Walmart brand superheroes to to Marvels. Now they have some of them are pretty cool, 
But I just feel like DC movies and DC comics aren't as well done as the Marvel ones, in my opinion. And I don't know if you heard that, but Muppet, I don't know if he agrees or disagrees with that noise he just made. <laughs> so who would you say your favorite is, right? I don't have one. Uh, if I were to watch, like, if you were to ask me to put on my favorite Marvel movie, okay. I guess Iron Man would be my go-to. The first one? Just, like, in general, an Iron Man movie. Yes, I am a fan of him. He also played um, Sherlock Holmes in those movies. For DC, I was a big fan of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man too. So I have a bunch of hot takes when it comes to to that those universes because. Regular or emo Toby? See, I thought it was hysterical when he came out of uh, out of that store and started dancing uh, with that haircut. Like, I thought... Was. But everyone's like, ew, cringe, ew. And I was just like, was, <laughs> that though. is a great moment in that movie, though. Like, change my mind. <laughs> Go ahead. Like, I just feel like it broke up the dark weirdness of that period of time that he was in with like something so random i haven't seen the venom movies i know i'll be a huge fan of those i know i love venom as a character so um and the actor who plays him because he does both the voice obviously he plays as himself but he also does the voice for venom so what is this i it's like at the tip of my brain and it just won't come out. Um But um But like I've I've seen some superhero movies that I've I've just never been big on. There's I guess it's just the cliche that like there's always that hero who's kinda like mm-hmm. not overplayed or to, it just it's it becomes too obvious or too overdone yeah overdone's a good version but it's always like somebody always wins you know who always is gonna win there's always gonna be a way they win right even if the good guy loses eventually they'll come back right like tom hardy isn't it yes tom hardy i'm like i knew it was gonna come to me (laughs) but it's it's always cliche that to the point where if if good guy wins we're halfway through the movie or if good guy loses, we're halfway through the movie. He's going to get slightly better, and then next scene is going to be him winning. Or in the rare instances, he loses, and then it lines up for sequel. So it's, it's always just too cliched and predictable. Yeah, I mean, you're also not a big movie person, so... That is, that is also true. Um, <clears throat> what was I going to say? I... I'm not a fan of Superman. I think that he's just like OP for a, a superhero. Yeah. Um, but. But the TV show Smallville did a. Re- it was so good. Like, that was. 
I loved every second of it. I never finished it um, because of my school schedule and stuff because I was in middle school or in going into high school, I think. So I wasn't able to stay up late because I had a bedtime and I missed a lot of those shows. And then it moved to Sunday, like at some point, but I missed like the last couple of seasons of it. And I haven't, uh, it's on the list of shows to go back to, but I feel like it developed the, the characters really well and gave you like that backstory that you don't really get for like grown Clark Kent and grown right. Superman. You get like, cause he's in high school in, mm-hmm. in the show <clears throat> and I, what's his name? The person who played him. It's like, oh my gosh. Oh, I have no idea. I think his name is Tom something. Tom Welling. Mm. Uh, Which I'm a huge fan of him. He also uh, did a stint in Lucifer, which was a really good TV show. He plays Kane, I believe, or God. One of the two. He 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 had a really significant role in Lucifer, and he played it well. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I just I don't like Batman. Like it's just that like oh I'm an orphan, but like I have all this stuff to me. Blah 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 blah. So we are two weeks into the new year, which means that a lot of people set out New Year's resolutions. How do you feel about them? Do you believe in them? Do you have I, resolutions? I have never set a resolution. Okay. And <laughs> what is your reasoning behind that? I, if I'm going to like do something, I don't need it to be a fresh new year for me to do something that I need to do. Like. Okay. I need to work out and get in better shape. It's just the fact that it's now 2023 doesn't... If you really believed you needed to be in shape, you would have been doing it already. You wouldn't have waited until next year to do it. You would have already been working on it or attempting to. Okay. Just, just the fact that it's January doesn't mean now the drive is there because you're just going to be doing it with everybody else for the first two weeks before you give up again. Right. And we're at that time period now where... Right, it's, it's going to be the point where, like, two of the guys I talked to on Snap are going to start posting that nobody's at the gym anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, it, I mean, granted, it can be for anything, because, like, I know it's, like, it's dry January now because everybody doesn't want to drink and everybody wants to drop sugar and things like that. It's like, go ahead and do that. Good for you, but it, my thing is, if you're going to do it, do it. Just because it's January or it's a fresh new year, a fresh new you, do it whenever. If you want to better yourself, just better yourself. Don't make an excuse. Right. I I don't like resolutions. I don't like the terms. Uh, I used to adhere to them because it was like a household thing where we each came up with something that we were going to resolve to do. However, as an adult now, I make goals for the year. So I'm not like, in January, I need to do all of these things. Or by a certain date, 
It's just like, by the end of December, I would like to have accomplished a few things. That being said, I have like 10 goals that I've written out. Some are streaming related, some are personal related, and things like learning how to crochet, which I am in the process of doing right now. I got a Woobles kit for Christmas and I'm enjoying learning it. My arthritis in my hands doesn't enjoy it as much because it's a new movement, so it's been a little painful. But I feel like once I get the hang of it, I can fly through the stitches and it's a lot easier than knitting. Uh, I tried picking up the knitting before we start, sat down to record and I tried to pick it up again and I just, I don't know if it's because I was recently crocheting and the movement's just different for knitting for the stitches that I was doing for knitting versus crochet or what, but like I just could not get a stitch to to go <laughs> like I had my cast on yarn and I was trying to do my first stitch and it just it just didn't work um I've been watching a lot of cookie decorating videos so like sugar cookies that people use royal icing on and do like little cute designs uh I want to learn how to do that now that's not a, a particularly difficult thing royal icing is just uh, depending on your recipe, it's confectionery sugar and you can use egg whites or meringue powder or you can omit both of those things and just use water and then like, you know, dyes depending on the color that you want. But I, I just want to like have a good sugar cookie recipe that I've developed myself and a good royal icing recipe so that it's tasty and then just have my own unique designs as to like what I'm decorating and stuff. So those are like the two like new goals for the year. And then I have uh, last year I wanted to read 12 books, but I fell off of the reading wagon uh, because I started working and I was streaming a lot and just content creating in general and then halfway through the year I met Mr. Cupcake and we've we've been spending time together so reading kind of felt to the landside so I wanted to read 12 books which was just one a month which is really easy for me considering now I decided that I wanted to make up for last year because I enjoy reading and I wanted to stop pushing things that I enjoy to the side because I always feel like well, I should be doing this or that, whatever. So this year I wanted to read 24 books. So 12 for last year, 12 for this year. And I'm already on my, about a third of the way through my third book for the year already. So once I like grant my, like I can read books pretty fast. So if I give myself a half hour, an hour every once in a while to read when I'm just like, I don't know what I want to do, I'm going to hit that goal. I would like to hit Twitch Partner. Uh, we're a little ways away from that, but that's a goal I would like to hit or at least come close to hitting it. I don't necessarily have to hit it particularly, but I would like to raise my average viewers and build the community, you know, more than we are right now. Uh, what else do I have on my list? I don't have my planner in front of me, so I'm trying to do this off the top of my head. <coughs> I wanted to travel more last year. I wanted to travel more, but, uh, last year I mostly focused on getting back 
on track financially after some personal issues that had been going on. So I think that it was good that that took precedence. And then this year I can focus more on, well, I have some time at work to take off or I have some money, um, which we've already been doing. Like I went and visited him in December and he's coming up from today, a week from today. And I'm just, I'm just of the age and persuasion that if you're able to afford it, do it while you're able to afford it because you're going to regret not doing it. And, you know, money comes and goes, but memories are forever. And I, I want to, I want to do more things. <laughs> like, even if it's just him or me visiting each other and we just sit and play games or whatever, like it's still quality time together. So, you know, if it's unpaid time or PTO, I am going to take it and I'm going to travel. Uh, we both have a savings goal for this year because we have some couple goals that we would like to hit. So that is, and then I have a personal savings goal that I would like to have as my own like cushion, whatever for whatever. Um, just because, I don't know, last year was really hard financially and I think mentally it will help me feel better knowing that I have whatever I decide to save, I, I saved it. So those are the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Nice. Do you have any goals? Not really, other than saved a couple that I've been, like, working on, but none of them are just, like, resolutions or betterment. It's just being... Continue doing... Yeah, and continue like, on that path. Like, I don't have reading goals. I barely read as is. <laughs> I don't have goals to do things, go places, do this or that. My goals for it are generally just exist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily, like, yeah, there are places I would love to travel to that I've always wanted to travel to, but I'm, like, if I see an activity that I want to do, like, I have a customer who comes into my work to cash his check who works at a place called, I don't actually know what the place is called off the top of my head, but basically he teaches you how to throw axes, and... I go axe throwing? Um... Like, that's something I want to do when you're here. You learn, and then depending on when we go, they have, like, uh, I think it's, like, called glow and throw or something, where, like, yeah, everything's, like, glow in the dark, and you have, like, um, glow sticks and stuff, and, and you, like, it's, like, a rave <laughs> axe throwing type of uh, activity on the weekends. Um... I don't, because it's only offered on Fridays and Saturdays, so I don't know if we'd be able to work that into this visit particularly, but I do want to just do regular, like, because that always interested me, watching, like, TikToks or random videos on the internet of people, like, throwing axes and trying to get, hit the center of the, the target, like, just learning how to properly throw it and, like, doing it it just always looked interesting it's just like those um like rage places where you just 
smash the shit out of stuff like that would just be fun like just take a sledgehammer through a tv screen just because you can um there are alcohol salt uh, served at those places which seems a bit risky i don't know if it's served at the axe place i'll have to see but it just (laughs) well um what's that place called the oh my gosh R1 or something like that? Oh my gosh. I'm drawing a big blank. K1. Um, They have a bar. You You can't drink before you drive. But once you're done, there is like adult beverages that you can partake in. It's huh? it's K one. There's, I I think it's indoor karting. It's like go kart racing. Right. I did it for my birthday a couple of years ago, and it was super fun. Like I I did activities like that for my birthday: laser tag, Dave and Buster's K one. I would do like the crazy axes. Um, place for my birthday uh just just random activities like that i for a couple of years we were going to the casino for my birthday i just i just like to do like little things like i don't need it to be a week or a month long thing i just want to do something that i find fun and that is what i mean about doing more things this year it's less like instead of focusing on oh i should be doing this be like okay this is something i want to do let's do it right. what is your favorite game of all time uh, that's a very interesting question While you ponder, I will, I will answer. Final Fantasy VII has been my all-time favorite game. I played it when it first released when I was seven years old. (laughs) And I remember the first week I started playing it, now it was on the PlayStation 1. So your memory cards only held so much memory and I was playing it, and uh, it was right in the reactor where you fight the first boss. And I kept, like, um, dying. And then I beat it, and I went to save after I beat it, and my memory cards had no more space. And I couldn't overwrite any of the stuff that was on my memory cards. So, and it was like, I don't know. The beginning of the week and every morning I'd go and check the TV because my parents let me leave the PlayStation on until they were able to bring me to the store to get a new memory card. And wow. so every morning I'd wake up and run to the TV and turn it on and switch it over and make sure that I didn't lose the progress in my game until I was able to save it. That's wild. 
wild. Somebody, somebody at my house would have been, oh, you left the game on. I turned it on for you. I'm, I think the only, I don't know, like, it was, I think it was just out of reach of my sister, so she couldn't, like, reach up and mess with the PlayStation. And I think the, I had, like, unplugged the controller and everything so nobody could accidentally do anything. I was, like, so paranoid, and I don't know how it, it's just, like, especially because um, playing one of the first Pokemon games, I was playing it, and I let my younger cousin start a new save file, and he wasn't supposed to save it. He was just going to play it, and then once he was done playing with it, I was going to exit out and continue my game, and he saved over all my progress. Mm-hmm. And I had gone to the mall with my cousin, my older cousin, and we waited in line for hours because GameStop, which was called um, Electronics Boutique or something, uh, was doing a, I don't know, what do you call it, um, promo for Pokemon where you would go and they would download a special Pokemon onto your Game Boy and it was either Mew or Mewtwo and I got Mew and I lost Mew because my cousin saved over my game it was really sad (laughs) really really sad Uh, Final Fantasy 7 I guess there's like nothing really the storyline was just good all of the Sephiroth moments and just Genova and just like not knowing what like as a seven year old I didn't understand a lot of what was going on it was just yeah. like the mystery of it all like oh is he ha- is, are these real memories are they implants you know like oh what you know what 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 would say arguably that that was the taking off point for rpgs i feel like if you're into gaming and you're into that type of game you know what final fantasy 7 is and you at least like it it might not be your favorite game of all time but you know it set the stage for the ones to follow i wasn't a fan of eight it just felt really different from seven and I was eight years old, so my brain didn't comprehend, like, changes like that. I loved nine, and I loved ten, and ten too. Hot take, I know. (laughs) Um, But I, I, I guess the specialness of it was playing the crap out of it, having to wait to get a new memory card, not losing my progress because it took me forever to beat that first boss um i did play the remake i haven't finished the remake because as i was getting older i was like oh my god this game being remade would be everything because it you know the graphics were low quality and everything back then it was 97 it came out in so what graphics Right, and I was waiting and waiting and waiting for for them to announce that they're going to remake it, and then they finally did, and it came out, and I pre-ordered it, and I got it when it first came out, and then it took me a year to touch it once it released, 
and I actually haven't really progressed much further than that core memory of me beating that first boss. In the remake, I haven't really gone much further than that. I love the graphics. I love the slight changes that have been made to it. Um, I obviously don't have much of a, an opinion on the remake as I haven't played much of it. But for me, it was just like I waited so long for it to be remade. And if I play it and I beat it, then that's it. It's done. <laughs> There's nothing more to look forward to because it was done. Now, did you come up with your answer? I mean, for, for me, <clears throat> I don't really look back on games the same way. Like, yeah, I have those memories, those core memories, like the first time playing a game and never being able to do that again. Mm -hmm. But I don't really have, like, a favorite game. Okay. Where everybody's always like they have that one game where they played it and they played it a lot and they can play it again and it's like the first time they played it again. I am to a point where I've played so many games and I've just like played a game, enjoyed it, got rid of it, and forgot about it. To the point where there aren't many games where I could say that like hold special moments. <clears throat> like I could say the original Resident Evil Four has a point because I played it so much. Okay. But, like, I can't really say I have a favorite game. Favorite series? Is, like, group of series, maybe. But, like, one specific game? I don't think I have one. So, instead of having a specific game in mind, like you said, Resident Evil 4 sticks out in your brain because you played it so much. Are there any other games, looking back, that stick out to you like that? Uh... Ghost of Tsushima has a good spot because that hit a lot of like um quirks is the word coming to mind but it's not the word I'm looking for it has like a bunch of things in it that like just draw to me like I've always been a fan of Samurais that, that drew me the fighting style in the game was nice the deflecting combat and things like that that was always good the graphics were amazing like, I've played through that a few times now. On both the PS4 and the 5. Like, they're both really nice regardless. But even then, I can't even say that's, like, an, like a favorite game. It's a really good game, though. I could I, I could literally load that up and play it again right now. Okay. <laughs> um, but then I, I, I could say that with almost everything. Like, yeah, there are, there are, you think of a game and you're like, oh, I could play that again. And, and most times I do with just yeah. how I am when it comes to a game. I could I could go to work tomorrow, and while I'm working, my brain could click and go, you know what I haven't played in a while? I haven't played Hitman 2. <laughs> and then you and come home and download it. And I'll come home from work, and it'll be like 5 o'clock that afternoon now, and I'm just like, oh, I never played Hitman, I should play Hitman now. Yeah, you do that a lot. And I'll, get, and I'll get deadlocked on that game until I play it. And I'll play it for, like, a half hour, maybe an hour and a half. And then I'm like, alright, I got my fill. And then I'll never touch that game again for years. Yeah. Like, because I'm, I'm looking over my bookshelf now and all my PS2 and PS1 games. And I'm like, you know what? I can play Hot Shots Golf 2 right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
in a way, it's not so much a favorite game. It's what is my current game right now for me. That's, that's fair. That's fair. I think that I went through, like, I don't want to say obsession moments of games, but, like, if looking back, Final oh, Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy X, uh, the Spyro games, Crash Bandicoot games, the Knights games, Blazing Dragons was an amazing game. That was, that, that game was so funny. It came out on um, PlayStation and Sega Genesis, and it was so good, and I want to replay it so bad. But I need an emulator, and those don't work on my... Because I have a Mac. I don't have a PC yet. So, like, I want to replay it so bad because the humor in that game, like, you haven't... You, I assume you don't know that game, Blazing Dragons. Oh, Blazing Dragons? Yeah. I think you're talking about the knights. No. Um, Blazing Dragons. I have no idea what this game is. It's... All right. So, once, once we figure... We're, you're gonna play it because the comedy is top notch me and my friend katie will still quote it from time to time and uh knights is how do i describe it like you're like this character that flies and your goal is to like go through hoops and stuff and collect things i don't know it was just it was just a, is that a PS1 game? uh that that i played on genesis Um, what else? What else? What else comes to mind? Pokemon, huge. Oh, yeah, I was huge on Pokemon. I remember going to the mall mm -hmm. to get a Game Boy Color mm -hmm. for my birthday, and I got, uh, <clears throat> Pokemon Red. Mmm. God, I remember all the accessories for the those two because it didn't have the backlit screen, so they had the little plug little at the top. And you, well, yeah, you'd either play in the car and play by the street lights on the street, or once we got to the technology phase where we could plug into our Game Boys and have like the light that went over the screen. Yeah, I had the um, the that, that green like swirly light. Mm. That plugged into like the extension port. Yep. The only downside with that is that killed the batteries. Oh, so, so fast. fast. The batteries so... would last for maybe two hours. Yeah, so fast. And we're talking fresh double A's. Yeah, yeah. That... I remember. From, I remember getting from my cousin a the rechargeable battery pack that you could plug into the back of the Game Boy Color. This thing was so big and bulky, but it was so much faster than getting double A's because you could plug it in. So then, you know, at night, you could plug in the long extension cord that it came with mm -hmm. into the battery pack and have the light in at the same time as long as the, the rechargeable battery wasn't almost dead. Oh, it was the best. Just thinking about, like, the whole trading Pokemon with the cables and stuff, like, how far we've come where we just connect to the internet now and we could just, like, in the new Pokemon game, you just go to the Pokemon stop and... You go. You have to do that. Well, right, and you just can do random trades with people. Oh, I love wonder trades. It's it's just wild to think of like because I played from the original until up to now. And I never had friends who had it. 
most of my friends didn't have the games. There, Katie had Pokemon cards, and we would have Pokemon battles, but I was a nerd, and I focused on, like, oh, like, I made my deck a particular way, and uh, I smoked her on all of the battles, and we would always play for cards. And then I was just like, I can't, we're not playing for cards anymore because I feel guilty taking your cards all of the time. Oof. But yes, but like, I never had to Pokemon the card game either. I couldn't. Never enticed me. Yu-Gi-Oh, however. I played the digital versions of Yu-Gi-Oh. I never had the yeah. cards. Yeah. There was a point where I learned very briefly how to play Magic the Gathering I couldn't get into magic either. Um, but there I was just so much, so much to it. Where I had like the kids at the card, like the card club, who like only played like Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon, mm-hmm. would like try to convince me to join them after school. I'm just like, no, I'm gonna go home and just <laughs> do things instead of staying at school for another forty-five minutes to an hour and play a couple games of Yu-Gi-Oh. Like. Why do we have to stay here and do that? Why can't we just go home? I was a nerd. I did a lot of after-school programs. I did dancing classes and cooking classes and yoga. <laughs> I left school the second the bell rang. Uh, that was in middle school. In high school, I was out of there instantly. I uh, I did some sports Easy. in high school. But then once I was uh, focused on culinary in high school, I dropped the sports and then I, I stopped doing all of that together. So. I, I cut my lunch period to have one less set of classes so I could leave an hour and some change early. We weren't allowed to do that. Oh, I was, I was quote-unquote looking for a job and working. Yeah, we weren't allowed to do that at my high school. What I did do is I was able to leave the lunchroom and go to culinary and have like my lunch period in in the kitchen so i was able to have more culinary and then once i was i always wanted my gym period to because you only had to do one quarter of the year for gym i always had it the beginning of the year and once i was completed with that then i had study periods and i turned all my study periods into extra culinary so basically from lunch until end of school day which was Lunch was like 11.30, I think, until 2.30. I was in culinary, and I loved it. Because I would, you know, we would bake or cook, or I just hung out in the dining room and, like, set the table because my high school had a restaurant people could come and eat at. That was fun. Um... Alright, so we can move on to the movies releasing in 2023, and IMDb has a list of the top 50. Um, I am not going to list all of these, but if you just... You don't want to read all 50? <laughs> no, because a lot of these, like, are weird. Yeah. Um, Scream 6 is coming out. I didn't, didn't know. Scream? Right, I was like, didn't Scream 5 just come oh, no. out? We can do that. We can go through the list real quick and look at the numbers and like look at movies that are drawn out. Or we can debate and like, talk about those because they're making a new Evil Dead. 
I've never seen an original Evil Dead. Bro, I, I, I've never seen anything related to Evil Dead. Evil Dead Rise. A Twisted Tale of Two Estranged Sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Like, I, I know bits and pieces of the original Evil Dead, and I know they're the good combination of, like, funny, but also horror, and, like, things like that. I just don't know how it's gonna be without him. Bro, they're making a Dungeon and Dragons movie? Oh, God. But, like, I'm, I'm drawing a blank to what was his name? Oh, I don't know his name. I don't know the actor you're talking about, because I know him from... Uh, the it burn notice. Yeah, he was in burn notice, so I know him from that. Okay. But I don't know his. Yeah, I, I know his name. I just have to. Bruce Campbell. Yes. <laughs> so like, it's gonna be weird if, with it not being him. Yeah. He has to have a cameo in it or something. He's got to be in it at some point. Well, he's not listed in the short list for uh, people well, in the stars list, but yeah, he always had an Easter egg. That makes me sad. I mean, he right. was old. Like, obviously, it had to end at some point, but it was just nice seeing his like random little moments because he like chose how he wanted to be in those movies too. Yeah. Um. I've never watched a Mission Impossible. Or I, I, I lied. I may have watched the first one. I've seen one or two of them. Um, the Super Mario Bros. movie. Like, I'm going to watch it. But, like, I'm not... My, I'm not right or die by it. My hopes aren't high for it, but I'm also not offended by the cast. Like, a lot of people are. Mm -hmm. Um, What else is here? What else is here? making another Wonka movie and I don't know how to feel about it. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I, like I previously mentioned, I love the Marvel movies and I love the Avengers and I love Chris Pratt. We're making another Expendables? Um, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. I feel like Transformers... I... I, I don't know. I feel like I lost interest in Transformers a long time ago. I never watched the Mark Wahlberg Transformer movie, so I'm like... I think I watched the first one. I know. Way behind. Uh, we talked about on stream and on um, a friend's podcast about Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey movie. I'm, I'm kind of interested in that at the same time, though, but like, I don't really care. Like, I'll watch I'm it because it's going to be a B-horror film, and it's probably going to be yeah. like so bad it's funny yeah exorcist i don't have interest in fast X. Making cocaine bear is mind-blowing to me and cocaine bear an oddball group of an oddball group of cops criminals tourists and teens converge in a georgia forest where a 500 pound black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine I don't I don't know how I feel about that one. Um Fast I X really for it. I, see, I don't know why they have a list of fifty movies when like Fast X the plot is unknown. Like, okay. <laughs> I, 
I'm just mad they missed out on the chance to call that movie Fast in the Seatbelts. Oh my god. <laughs> so, The Little Mermaid... I'm just gonna blow over my joke like that. Oh, this is a li- Yes, I am. This The Little Mermaid, this is the live action. So I don't... I don't know. Like, I... I just feel like it's not live action in old Disney movies. I mean, I loved the Beauty and the Beast one, but everyone said they should have cast somebody who could actually sing, and Emma Watson shouldn't have been Belle, but I don't know. I enjoyed watching her, so... I didn't say it was a bad movie, it's just... I feel like Disney should just stick to animation. Okay, so I'm not opposed to the Wonka movie, because it's going to focus on young Willy Wonka. And how he meets the Oompa Loompas and stuff. So you're getting, like, his backstory. I think that that's going to be a good movie. I just, it's Done just right. odd to me to suddenly do it. He does look enough like a young Gene Wilder, though, that I'll allow it. Okay. I assume that's Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. If you look at a picture of him. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we get on here? I never watch any of the John Wick movies. I know they're popular. I'm just like, whatever. Um, like a lot of these movies on this list don't have plots listed, so it's hard to have an opinion on them. Um, The Hunger Games? curiosity. What? Of like knowing the movie's coming out and for me, in this aspect, is like I don't follow a lot of movies. I don't really watch them. I watch movies that interest me, and it's very rare for movies to interest me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they were making another Hunger Games. So that, so, so I was just gonna say that that book I read in its um, President Snow's backstory. So when he was younger, how the first Hunger Games came to be, how he becomes president, uh, like his entire character building. I'm very interested in watching that movie because that book was so good. Like, it's really hard to follow a prequel with a three-book series that was done really, really well. And the movies did really, really well. Like, I didn't have any qualms with the movies from the books Mm -hmm. like I did with Harry Potter or with other series. Like, the movies were really, really, really well done in comparison to the books. So I'm excited for this movie because having that backstory of President Snow and and watching him conspire and be conflicted and, you know, as a child grow into this adult that's... He wasn't inherently bad and he wasn't trying to be that way, but it... it I don't want to spoil anything, but the book really develops that character that you see in the Hunger Games because you just see him as a bad guy who, like, wants everyone dead. But he felt like he was losing control. Um, and he mm-hmm. thought it was just like the, uh, he thought everything would implode if things didn't follow the structure that they had followed for 70 something years was like 75th hunger games i believe was the last book um so yeah i am excited for that the meg 2 i liked the first movie i didn't see it 
Okay. Um, I know, like, I know what it is, and I can assume based on the, the title of what it's gonna be. Mariana's what Trench. I didn't know, yeah, that's what I assume, is they're gonna find another one that's gonna be living in the trench, but what I didn't know is Sienna Guillory was in it. I don't know who that is. Uh, she played Jill in the Resident Evil movies. Oh, okay. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, like Peter Resident Dinklage was in the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Uh, he's also in another movie that was on this list, too. Oh, Bill Skarsgård is going to be in John Wick, Chapter 4. Yeah. I didn't see that. He, he uh, played Pennywise, for those of you who don't know. He was also in a Netflix show that was really good. Um, I cannot think of the name of it right now, but it was fucking wild. Let me look that up. Making another Creed. I never watched any of those. I was also interested in that story. Once you start following Rocky, I've always been a fan of Rocky. Hemlock Grove. That was the TV show. It was freaky, uh, and it was like in a really good way. Because I, I was like, wow, he looks familiar. Now, I love Alexander Skarsgård. He uh, played one of my favorite vampires in the Sookie Stackhouse series. I read all of those books, and True Blood is the TV show that was based off of the books, or loosely based off of the books, I should say. The first season followed the books really well, and then all hell broke loose for the rest of the seasons. Not... I won't say it like completely ruined it for me because as I've said before, while I have my opinions about the books and the movies, it doesn't ruin things for me if they don't follow the structure of the books as long as it makes sense in the TV show series. You know what I mean? Like if you're just throwing shit into the wind to try to make it stick somewhere, that's not working for me. But I think other than the ending of True Blood, I think it was done. Anyways, Alexander Skarsgård, he's hot. <laughs> and uh I just love Looking him. Through this list, mm. I don't know what's weirder to me. The fact that they're making another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the fact that they're making another Magic Mike. <laughs> well, I'm okay with them making another Magic Mike if it's actually the last movie cuz the name implies and they've spoken about it being the last movie, but we all know how how that happens. It's just I I just, I just saw Ben Affleck's name, and I was like, oh, what is he in? And I was like, Aquaman. And I'm just trying to picture him in Aquaman, and for some reason, my brain is just like... I feel like he's gotta be, like, a villain or something in it, or just, like, a side character. Well, um, he was in the TV show Daredevil, and he... he Daredevil. Yeah, and he plays that character, and that's a DC character, isn't it? Sure. I'm pretty, pretty sure. So we had this conversation right. Don't do superheroes. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now because I did see that movie though. Uh, so did I. Um, Daredevil is in the Batman universe, so yeah, I believe he's DC. No, no, no. Based on Daredevil, Stan Lee. It was Marvel, actually. Okay, so oh, see, this okay. is this is. This is where people will have an opinion. Like, if you were in a DC movie, you shouldn't be in a Marvel movie. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Do whatever. Um, I am glad, speaking of do-overs, uh, <laughs> T- 
Deadpool in the X-Men series versus like the newer version. Yes. Uh, so glad they redid that because they got a that lot of shit sense. for that and they deserved all of the shit for that. Like, he was still good in that role. It was just a bad role. Oh, yeah. He he played it super well. Um, like, he, he owns every role he plays, good or bad. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's Ryan Reynolds. He's He can do no wrong. Um, I don't... None of the rest of the movies on that list interest me, like, at all. I'm, I'm interested in drum movies. As weird as that sounds. I do... A sequel oh to god. Gremlins 1984. Oh my gosh, are you okay? Yeah, why? up along. I swear he's just doing it for attention because I'm sitting over here doing a podcast and he's just like, Auntie, come to bed with me, please. 100%. But something else I was just looking at underneath Gremlins, the haunted mansion. Oh, hold up. I missed Look at that. that. Alright, let's see here. Haunt the. Where is that one? Haunted Mansion is number 50 underneath Gremlins. I don't have that one on my list. Weird. I, the, it might be the way you're zoomed or something, but yeah, Haunted Mansion. Jamie Lee Curtis, Jared Leto, Winona Ryder, Owen Wilson. What the That's hell? a cast. What the hell? What the hell? That's cr- oh, excuse me, that's crazy. I want to look into this and see who else is going to be in this movie. Danny DeVito? Oh, well, I have to watch it just because of the cast, but I'm like, how are all these people going to fit together? See, that's the other thing. I hate when they have all these A-list stars and like they throw them all into a movie and then the movie sucks and it's not their fault. It's just the... Right. It's because it's a bad script or just bad directing or something like that. Right. Um, any other things to note on the list of movies? Uh, yeah, the 50 movies we briefly talked about, I think I want to see two of them. (laughs) Well, you don't watch movies and you're not a TV guy, so I think two of the list of 50 isn't bad. True. So if that is that, then um, I want to tie up the end of the episodes with a Am I the Asshole post that I found on Reddit. I will read it to you guys and you can all collectively have your opinions. Um, It is not on Reddit any longer. The poster has deleted it. So you cannot go and comment on it any longer. But Am I the Asshole? Asking my sister, who is a bridesmaid in my wedding, to shave her armpits just for the wedding. I, 24 female, will be getting married next year. My partner and I will be each be having three people in our wedding party. I gave the bridesmaids a color, pink, and asked them to choose a dress that they liked and felt comfortable in. I am providing hair and makeup services for them at the wedding if they choose to use them. I have read lots of stories of bridezillas trying to control every little aspect of their day and make it perfect. I also understand that another person's body hair is their choice. My sister has armpit hair that pushes out from under her arms when they are at her sides. She has chosen a dress that will not cover this. I and the rest of my family and my fiancé's family do not find body hair on women attractive. Again, I realize this is not our choice to make her shave it. 
I've had family members tell me they do not like how it looks, but I am trying to express that we would really like her to shave just for this one day and these photos that I'm spending thousands of dollars on. I think the Photoshop it out solution isn't going to work for us as it would cost me additional hundreds of dollars. I have not said a word contrary to her about the hair for a long time. I'm trying to decide if and how I should present this to her. If she says she won't, I still will have her in the wedding party, not going to throw her out over something small like this. Am I the asshole for asking her to shave for one important day? My opinion? No, she isn't. Okay. Do you have anything to back that opinion up? Like, why do you feel she's not an asshole for wanting that? Because it's her wedding. Okay. It's not like her shaving is going to ruin anything. If the vast majority of people don't like it, and she is taking a center part in the wedding, in my opinion, if the bride is asking you to do it, you should have no problem doing it. Like, <clears throat> it's not like it's a friend, it's her sister. Yeah, I guess... For me personally, I wouldn't care. Um, I d like that's not gonna be the th like the thing that sticks out to me for the photos is some hair showing. Um, I can understand why she doesn't want to because, like, it's not just her opinion. Like, she's obviously talked about it with other people, and they've like she said here. So this is my issue, is that she's having conversations with other people about body hair. Because she's saying, me, my family, and my fiancé's family all don't like it, right? So she's had these conversations, so she's developed an additional reasoning to her wanting it gone because she feels like she has all these other people backing her up. But in reality, if she was thinking about, oh, my sister chose this dress, well, if I'm not... So here's the other thing is, is another sidetrack moment. But if she was so concerned about it, she could have also picked the dress for her bridesmaids to wear, gone with them, made sure it was still something that they were comfortable wearing for the, you know, ceremony and reception. And also so that people didn't have to compromise their beliefs. Right. So she knows that her sister's do sister doesn't shave for whatever reason it is even I mean, if it's just well right like even if it's just because she's too lazy to shave her armpits that's still her decision if you're having a wedding and you know it's an issue and you're posting on reddit and you've already spoken to people about their opinions on it then i feel like the best solution would not be to ask her to shave would have been to take the bridesmaids and get dresses that either matched or all were the same color but had like different tops or whatever like this one has the sleeves and this one has a halter top and this one has like half, half um whatever like there's plenty of different tops for dresses I think that would have been the easier solution because then you're not asking your sister to to be uncomfortable to fit your comfortability. Right. I don't know. But, but that, just 
the way I look at it is I'm always going to see it as it's it's not about the bridesmaids or the bridal party or the groomsmen. If the groom asks his best man to shave, I would expect the, the, the best man to shave. See, this... Like if the best man's a lumberjack and the guy says, can you at least trim four inches to make it look presentable? I would expect the best man to shave. Because it's not about them on that day. If the bride and groom are spending tens of thousands of dollars, you can shave your armpits for one day. Well, I mean, that's my other opinion, is that... It, she doesn't even need to go bare. They just want her to not be showing. So it, by that logic, if it can be seen outside of her arms, she has more armpit hair than I do. Well, I think she's exaggerating, honestly. I don't, uh, I do, I don't feel like it's as extreme as she's painting this picture to be, because she, no, because she doesn't like body hair. She's a person who doesn't want any hair on her body, so anything that doesn't represent, like, I have a coworker who doesn't shave their legs as a woman. It doesn't bother me. And she freely wears, like, things that show off her, her leg hair. Uh, for me, m my whole opinion is that if you're asking these people to be in your wedding, then you should trust them to make that decision anyways. Like, I shouldn't have to go out of my way to ask them to be like, oh, can you do this for my wedding day? Because that should just be like, oh, you know, make things easier, whatever. Because, like, the more hair you have, the more smells it locks in, too. And if you're getting a wedding, depending on the time of year it is, because it doesn't specify and where you're located, you're going to be sweating because most people sweat. Then it's just like an added thing. Like if I didn't shave, I would be shaving just to to make things easier for myself. Like, oh, I, one less thing I have to worry about is whether or not my armpits stink because I am dancing and sweating and whatever. Yeah, I just try to look at it from like a logically way of they're looking at it because based on the fact that they're not. The fact that she has it like that, and the family is, a, is like, they don't like it, but they're not stopping her from doing it, says they're not an ethnicity or a religion that is completely against doing it. So for her shaving it, it shouldn't just be, like, it's an inconvenience for her. I mean, not it's necessarily like, because just because our family doesn't have beliefs, there might be a personal reason why she doesn't shave. This is the thing. We're not getting the whole story because it's just like she doesn't shave and it looks like this and I'm providing this for my wedding and blah, 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 blah. Like, for me, when I have my wedding and I invite people to be in my wedding party, I don't expect them to pay for it. Like, I'm in a wedding that's going to be happening in September of this year. It was supposed mm -hmm. to be last year, but it got postponed. Um, we had a buyer dress. We're going to have to buy our shoes. We're going to have to do X, Y, and Z. Okay. I don't believe for myself that the people I have at my wedding should be paying for that because I want them to share that special day with me and I shouldn't be expecting them to pay hundreds of dollars to be in my wedding. 
I think that that's an antiquated thing. I don't think that it's fair to put that responsibility on somebody because if they have to say, I'm sorry, I can't be in your wedding because I can't afford it. That's just putting a lot of pressure and awkwardness into your relationship with that person because they clearly want to be in it but they're not able to afford it um right so i'm not saying well i'm I'm not saying she's wrong for asking her sister it's just if i i'm just saying if i was a sister who didn't shave my first thought would be like, oh, I need to at least trim my armpits or I at least need to do this because these photos are going to be around forever. And maybe I'll change my mind in five years from now and start shaving again or waxing or get laser hair removal, whatever. And then I'm going to look back on it and be like, oh, I was an idiot because I had this phase where I was just too lazy to shave, which I'm not saying this person is feeling that way. I'm just saying for me, my they wouldn't have to ask me because it would have been something that I would have thought of on my own. Right. And if you were completely against the beliefs and know your family doesn't do it, you'd wear something to cover. To me, the way this story is being presented, it just sounds like the sister doesn't care. And it just feels like the sister, the bride sister, doesn't have a relationship with her sister where she feels like she can ask that of her. Like, I would have no problem asking my sister something. Right. So to me, that sounds like that the the bridesmaid is a spoiled younger sister who gets what she wants every time. I don't know, because the bride herself is fairly young. She's 24. So I think that 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 plays a part in it, too. And it's... See, I, I also... I'm not, I know that I'm not going to be the bridezilla type where I'm just like, I'm a perfectionist and I know that, but I know that I can't expect that for my wedding day because there's just way too many variables. I just want my wedding to follow certain, like, I want it to be here and I want these things to happen and like, whatever. I also just feel like too, that anybody you would, or we would invite would be confident enough that I could say, hey, or you could say, hey, and they go, you know what, you're right. Like, <laughs> right, and I, we're not going to have that issue because we have laid-back people. They, like, everyone in our lives are laid-back except for our sisters. <laughs> so. <laughs> At the end of the day, I can still say, hey, I need you to not wear your hair like this. Is that cool? And she would go, okay, how is this? Problem solved. Right, like, uh, I know someone who got married and one of their cousins wasn't allowed to take any wedding photos with them because their hair was dyed blue and it was going to throw off the whole color scheme for the pictures. And I'm just like, no. I think you're just being too... That's just, yeah, that's just outcasting somebody in your family not taking pictures with you because you don't like people dyeing their hair colors and, and it's just they like the dress code scheme like if they were a bridesmaid and they, did they wear the pink or the beige or the blue no they weren't even in wear. the wedding it was just we're not taking players. pictures with you while we're dressed for our wedding because you have blue hair God, you should you should have seen the two photographers at um them and jake's wedding they were everywhere i turned around and they were behind me i'm like did you go from how did you get there taking pictures of everybody yeah i 
Like one photographer scared me the one time. And it, and if you want to share a special moment with somebody and they really black and white the fucking photo. It doesn't cool. have to be in color. Cool like though I like black and white photos. Like they yeah. can capture moments differently than anyway. <laughs> Right. Like I don't like <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm glad you joke. <laughs> I was like, wait, and then I and then I remembered. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily feel like she's an asshole. I do feel like she is putting way more thought into it than she needs to be. Like, just have a conversation with your sister, especially because it's not something you're going to kick your sister out depending on her decision. Like, she's still going to be in the wedding. So you're putting all this pressure onto this conversation when your opinion and your mind isn't changing up depending on how it, it goes. Right, so like, that's that's another weird thing about it. It's to the point where she wants her to do it, but she doesn't care if she does. Eh, well, then you don't really care. Like, if you give right, and she's admitting that it's something small to her, too. Yeah. Still, so, I don't, I don't disagree with her not being in the. Let's ask that one more time. <clears throat> I'm not saying I disagree with her wanting that, considering it's her wedding. Right. Like, if the bridesmaid wasn't, like, the bride for this scenario, and they're telling her, you should save for your wedding, it's like, who cares, it's her wedding, let her do her. But it's the fact that it's not her wedding that, to me, it's a problem that she is... Creating. Yeah. It's something that could easily be eliminated in many different ways. Yeah, I feel because like... In my opinion, if you're against shaving, trimming isn't shaving. Yeah, I think trimming is also an option that could be brought up. Like, hey, for pictures purposes and just for general day to day wedding day th- activities and things, I know you're against shaving. So if you don't feel comfortable shaving completely, would you mind trimming? Like, there's a compromise in there, too. Like, I, I know guys who are completely against shaving their beards. They won't do it. They'll still take a pair of clippers to them and trim an inch or two every once in a while to keep it neat. Yeah, because your your beard sides don't grow. Like, hair grows in seven different um, cycles. So, if you ever look at a guy's beard, it's unless they trim it and, and keep up with the upkeep, it's never the same length. It's the same right. with our hair. Like, we're not, like, all naturally layered, but our hair doesn't all grow at the same time. Therefore, it's, you know, whatever. And, like... But yeah, it, no, you're not an asshole. There is a compromise in there, um, especially because you're not throwing her out of your wedding. Right. So I'll look at it both. I'll look at it in the way that Reddit usually, quote unquote, judges these. Mm-hmm. Bride is not, but I also don't believe the bridesmaid is either. No, because she's just living her life. Like. Now, depending on the situation that arises after this in the conversation then one of them could be. Correct. Like, if the, the sister isn't open to even compromising, then, you know, whatever. But if the bridesmaid makes... Whatever. Yes, I agree. Um, I think that's that. Do you have anything to add before we close things off? I don't, I don't think so. I think we pretty much touched upon everything we had planned to converse about. Well, 
Uh, thanks for listening to the first episode of The Batter, hosted by me, Katie Cupcake, and co-hosted by... E. <laughs> the, the man of many names. I was just going to say the man of many names and two names in his opinion. <laughs> Um, you can catch us uh, weekly. Uh, he will be joining us for episode two. Beyond that, I we will I we will see. Um, he likes to play dumb sometimes, so we're just gonna move on from that. But thank you for listening and supporting, and we will catch you on the next one. Goodbye.